Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. Right, we are talking allegations of uh, banks discriminating against black people, uh, being racially profiled when you go to apply for finance. Um, and there are so many conversations around this. So if you're in the banking sector, if you're in the sales sector, uh, if you're someone that generally deals with interest rates and predominantly people of color uh, when it comes to whatever rates that um, they take, what has been your experience? You know, you can let us know. Um, on the line, we've got someone that's been investigating this for a very long time. He's a private financial consultant uh, as well as an investigator. His name is Emerald Fanzel. Uh, good morning, Emerald. Welcome to the show. Uh, good morning to, to you and all the listeners. Morning. Uh, Emerald, I think before we even start the conversation, maybe let's go back um, to around 1990. Um, I think it was called the Usury Act, uh, which was amended, uh, amended. Please just explain to me what was supposed to happen and what actually happened. I'm try- going to try to be very short on this. In uh, 1999, um, um, no, no, 1989, banks were informed that the capitalization of interest on in arrears was not permitted by the directors of the Usury Act. Okay. Uh, They then approached the government, facing millions of rands of claims, they then approached the government and asked them uh, to retroactively amend the Act to legalize this this method. Um, uh, uh, The Urban Foundation will make available 3.5 billion rand for black... Low cost housing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the banks was never involved. Were never involved in low cost housing because of they say that the profits were not and the risk was too high. Yeah. They then approached the government and asked the government to say to the government, sorry, that they're going to ask these um, homeowners a higher interest rate. It was not acceptable by the government because the Law Society investigation at that time said that if it's going to happen, they they were scared of a of a, a discrimination and a mass stop action payment. Uh, the banks and the and the banks and the government reached agreement where the Usury Act was going to will be amended to allow a five-rand VAT excluded administration fee that banks can charge on all mortgage, monthly fee on all mortgage loans, white or black, to stand in for the losses that might occur because of risk. Because of the risk, yeah. So the the purpose, the Usury Act was amended, and... um, and, um, and the banks were allowed to charge five rand fee, a monthly fee on all mortgage loans. So that fee there was not to charge black bondholders a higher interest rate than white mm. bondholders. Okay. Now, when the, when the National Credit Act came into, into into power in 2007, June 2007, that fee was increased to 50 rand. That yes. excluded. So what happened here is that the banks levied this five rand seventy up till two thousand seven and fifty after that. 
and discriminate against black bondholders. So even though, so even though they should have dropped it, but they didn't, is what you're saying? Well, they were not allowed to charge black bondholders a higher interest rate. To begin with. And that, that did not happen. Uh, I'm sitting here with a bank. I would have loved to name the bank's name, but any case, I'm not allowed to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that where a client uh, in 2016 applied for a loan, a mortgage loan, with Prime plus 4.5%. Yep. Now, I've taken a similar situation of a white bond with the same features than that bond. And that bond was prime minus 1%. Sure. And that's a huge that means that the black client is paying about 80% more on his mortgage loan than a white client. Emerald, so, so based on your research, right, and based on what you are saying, so you are then saying that black clients are being charged more interest by banks. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, and, I, and I could just quickly change to motor vehicle finance. Yes. Yeah. But I was informed by an employer of a well-known motor vehicle loan bank that the bank is discriminating against black bond, uh, uh, vehicle loan owners. I've got 60,000 followers on Twitter. I put it on Twitter that all people that's got a, a, a vehicle loan with this bank are send me their contracts. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've, I and saw that, yes. Blacks were paying about up till 9%. I was invited in three interviews and in radio interviews and this bank was allowed to to respond. Was invi- invited to, to take part in the, in, in the discussion. Mm-hmm. They, they, they blatantly refused. They later published on social media that there's two factors that determined uh, a motive alone interest rates. One is affordability, and secondly is credit worthiness. Now, let's start with affordability. The law is very clear that a motor vehicle installment cannot, can only, cannot be higher than 30% of the, oh, that the person's salary. Yes. So everybody that's got a motor vehicle loan account can afford can afford it. Credit worthiness, I can guarantee you, if you've got the slightest dent in your credit record, You're you not will give you the not car. get a motor loan yes. account. Now, everybody that's got a motor vehicle loan, uh, credit worthiness is hundred percent. Now. In other words, all loan accounts are creditworthy and they can afford it. Now, why is it that some people are paying prime and other people are paying prime plus 8 9% and it happens to be that the, the people that's paying the 8 9% happens to be black? Emerald, so banks would often say that a lot of time it's just black people are at higher risk. Is, is that a valid point or is, it, is, it, is that just an excuse? Risk always comes in. Um, if I can go back to, um, in a motor vehicle, there's no risk. The clients can afford it. The clients, uh, they're treated with you. They can afford it. So there's no risk. Where there can be a risk is probably in the areas where these people are staying. But that is not the bank's responsibility. That's the insurance. That's insurance. is the insurance. 
So, I mean, Emerald, you've got a book that you're about to release soon with yeah, the documentation right. and proof of all of these allegations. Yeah. And I mean, you've already yeah. been in trouble with the law regarding these banks. You know, they've taken you to court. Yeah. How are you protecting yourself in this process? Well, I post a lot of negative or, or, or things that I found in the accounts on Twitter. Mm. They never, they don't take me on on Twitter because I've got all the proof. Sure. And I have, and I can just mention this. I had a meeting yesterday with the God God Rich Gaudi Banking Class Action which is a group class action currently on the way. I've uh, given them all the information yesterday, and they are already in the Equality Court, and they have summoned each and every CEO, banking CEO in South Africa. Em- Emerald, so, so so this information, I'm assuming, is available to everyone, mm. right? Um, yeah. Do political parties have access to this? Um, do all the people that present themselves as pro-black um have access to this information, and and what and, and have you gotten any support? And how come no one's doing anything about it? Well, first of all, political parties won't take on banks because that is their life's financial support. I mean, um, so you are basically um, saying they are scared. The reason why yeah, they won't Julius, take on the banks is because Julius Malema said uh, about uh, four months ago, "You want every black person in South Africa to live a better life." And I sent him, uh, uh, um, I sent him a message and said to him, "But you are aware of discrimination. Why don't you, as the EAF, take on the, uh, uh, this discrimination?" Okay. I had an interview with uh, Floyd Sambu, yeah, and um, I've given him all the very good information. And when I contacted him a month later and just asked him, you know, what, what have you done? He said to me, I must know, he's not, he, uh, the EFF is not my, to- my tallest soldiers. But the bank that's involved in this discrimination is EFF's bank and Floyd Savimbi's bank. The, the- I mean, there's been there's been calls for a judicial commission of inquiry, you know, with financial uh, forensic capacity into these alleged discrimination practices. Uh, what has been the response? You know, because here's the thing. It's not the first time that I'm hearing of this. Um, and as black people amongst ourselves, we often have these conversations. But moving forward, yeah. what needs to happen? I mean, I mean, it's pointless having the conversation and then you leave and then we are still here. Where where do people go for help, and 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 what is the next step? Well, I I this God uh, Godrich Gaudi Banking Class Action. They've got a website, and uh, the people can visit the website. Um, I, I really I was very impressed with what these people has done already, and they are now also going to go into discrimination with banks on mortgage loans and vehicle finance. So this is all going, and they're already in the Equality Court court in the Western Cape. And should that uh, Equality Court rule um, against the banks, what what's going to be the outcome of that? Well, the the uh, the Equality Court did not rule against the banks. They ruled about uh, against three complainants that lodged their complaints to the Equality Court, Mm -hmm. and uh, I am. Very and and I've got good information that yeah. the reason why the Equality Court uh, matter was not uh, was 
was not continuing and thrown out was that the Department of Finance was afraid that this particular bank, if, if it goes against them, then there will be um, a run on this bank, like previously on Sambo. Yeah. Yo. Now, I'm... with this, uh, with this uh, banking class action, I am very, very impressed, and I've got all my faith in them that they can pull this through, because I've given them a hell of a lot of data. I've given them the, uh, the, 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 uh, the mortgage book on which the one bank which um, discriminated against uh, bank uh, people, I've given them 32,000 uh, 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 clients' names. And some of yeah. these clients, over, over charters were over 220,000 uh, rand. That was in 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am very, very, very um, impressed with what I saw and heard yesterday, and uh, and uh, and um, and they've got good legal people behind them. So hopefully something's going to happen. Em- something, Emerald- something is going to happen. I can assure everybody that there is going to be a, 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 a lot of. Sort of discussion between the banks and the government on discrimination. Um, Emerald, I mean, uh, so, yeah. No, sir, I was about to say. So I follow you quite closely, and I've seen you even put up, um, you know, figures. So even, even, even in a public space, people can go through and see the figures. Because unfortunately, we always run out of time. Uh, yeah. Where do people find you? I know that you are very active on Twitter, and people can tweet you if they've got even issues with their own accounts. Where do yeah. people get hold of you, just so you can assist? I, uh, before, uh, before that, I uh, I just wanted to mention to to the clients who is in arrears because a lot of black people can't afford these high interest rates. Yes, and they, they fall in arrears. Now, what certain banks do, and um, they increase the interest rate when a client defaults with payments. Now, <clears throat> the client can't afford the interest rate paid before this increase. Mm. So how the hell are they going to afford that? And I have, uh, I have stopped 1,573 execution sales on this. So if people is facing litigation or in the fact of losing their home, they can send me an email on my, on my email, emeraldfundsale at gmail.com. Emerald fund sale at gmail.com. Uh, do you, you don't have a website? One word, small, small letters at yeah. gmail.com. Do you have a Twitter handle that people can go and follow, maybe and tag you on some post there? Yeah, uh, at Interact, at uh, the at sign, Interact yeah. is I N T E R R E C. The easiest. The easiest place for you to follow, right? So if you go to at radio 2000 underscore ZA, if you get there, we will tweet um, Emerald's handle and we'll also tweet, obviously, the website as well. Uh, I mean, and the email as well. So you can go through and email them. Email them some stuff. Emerald, thank you so much for, I guess, for fighting and trying. I know it's a difficult one, uh, but, but I mean, I see the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. 
Oh, thank you very much. Thanks to the listeners. Okay. Okay. Um, yo, yeah. It, oh my time goodness. Always, yeah. You, you know, Bongani. I actually, I'm looking at some of the work that he does. He he even highlights banks that are issuing summons to people who just defaulted by two months. Two months on an instalment. And 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 and, and, and I, I mean, you've heard the conversation. We've been talking about it. Yes. Behind each other's backs. Now that it's out in public. Zero six zero five eight four double two five zero. That's a WhatsApp line. And of course, the phone number is 089-110-2000. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. with Bongani and Nala. Let's take off.